Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast. Well, if you're like me, you've had a surge of mail recently, junk mail, urging you to take advantage of the Columbus Day sales. Well, Columbus isn't very popular these days, but I think the merchants must need something to keep our attention between Labor Day and Halloween. Actually, Columbus was only one of many European explorers that about 500 years ago decided to leave the comfort of home and stretch out into unknown waters to see what they could discover. It seemed to be a time in history when people needed to move out and discover something new to explore beyond known boundaries. And life does seem to work in cycles, kind of like that. There's, there seems to be a time when we do kick back and relax and enjoy ourselves. And then there's a time when we leave our comfort zone and we want to express our capabilities and discover some new possibilities in life. I think most of us have experienced life that way. What I want to suggest to you is that it's not only true of us as individuals, but it's also true of us as a people of nations and even our whole planet. You're certainly aware that now is one of those times when we're not allowed to sit back and enjoy our comfort zone. We live times of recent memory. And there are basically two ways that people respond to challenge. One is to bemoan the situation and to long for the time when it'll all be over and to sit back and suffer while you're waiting. The other approach is to see these disruptions as a stimulus to draw out our creative powers and thus the challenges become like stair steps that we mount to new heights. Challenges can become a pathway to new growth. In fact, many would say that without challenges, very little growth would occur. So we may not have to, we may not like having to deal with the challenges of life, but they can be a blessing in disguise. Well, as I said, I can't remember a time in my life when things have been so disrupted as they are now. The pandemic has created health and economic problems. Climate change has brought an excessive amount of fires, hurricanes, and floods. And various tensions among race and religion and other types of distinctions are at almost at an all-time high. To top it off, politics in America has never been as polarized and as ugly as it is now. The mechanisms that we typically might use to solve our national problems don't seem to be working. Clearly, the universe is getting our attention. So it's time for us to wake up 
There needs to be some changes in how we function in life if we're going to endure. The existing ways of operation simply cannot be sustained. So what can we do about it? You're familiar with the quote, no doubt, from Einstein that says, you can't solve a problem by addressing it from the same level of understanding that created it. You must rise up to a higher consciousness and utilize that wisdom to create a solution. So it's not enough for us to just create some new laws or add an additional social program and expect that suddenly all will be well in our country. To say it another way, you can't legislate morality. You've got to change the hearts and minds of people if you're going to have meaningful change. A good example of this is the fact that in 1964, significant civil rights legislation was passed in our country. Now, some 56 years later, we not only have prejudice continuing, but we have systematic prejudice. Politically correct is never enough. The key element then seems to be to change the consciousness of society as a whole. And that's where we as Unity students can come in because our five principles articulate the differences that we need to make in order for society to become sustainable. We know what needs to happen. And that's why we are here. It's no accident that we're here. We choose to incarnate in these troubled times. You and I are called to be points of light that can lead society through the challenges to a better tomorrow. As Jesus put it, you are the light of the world. Men do not light a lamp and put it under a bushel. Instead, they put it on a lampstand that it might give light to the entire house. So like the explorers of Columbus's day, this is a moment in history when we are called to move beyond our comfort zone to help create new ways of living. So let's look at some of the challenges that are being thrust upon us and see if we can't get the message that the universe is communicating. First, I think the pandemic is saying to us, we are one. The virus makes no distinction based upon religion, race, gender, economic status, or any other distinction that we might make. If you're human and you're exposed to the virus, you will become infected. And there's no place on earth you can go to escape. So just as we cannot escape the virus, because it's all around us. So we cannot escape people who have a different understanding of life 
than we do. In the past, when you were faced with people that you didn't like, you simply pushed them away through judgment and isolation and separation. And I suppose there was a time when people thought the earth was flat. If you didn't like somebody, you could just keep pushing them away and eventually maybe they'd fall off the edge into oblivion. But we don't live on a flat earth, as you well know. Our planet is a sphere. And literally, if we try to just push people away, sooner or later, they come around back the other side. It's long past time for us to accept that we are one human family. And instead of being afraid of people who might be a little different from us, we should see our distinctions as a gift. A gift that offers possibilities that we could never get if we all were exactly the same. Unity in diversity is literally a gift of creation and the pandemic has made this abundantly clear. The second thing that impresses me is climate change and it's demonstrating beyond doubt that we are all interconnected. The actions that are taken in one part of the planet impact the whole planet. You may recall, for example, last month when we were struggling with smoke from fires in our areas, that that smoke went not only as far as the east coast of the United States, but all the way to Europe. And we're also told that the sands of the Sierra are lifted by the winds and deposited on the ice of the Arctic. And when it comes to financial disruptions, this thing we call the economy is not a national concept, but a worldwide phenomenon. There's really no such thing as a rugged individualist anymore or an isolated nation. All of us are interconnected no matter what role we fill. And really our human bodies should have taught us this a long time ago. Look at our bodies. They're made up literally of trillions of cells. Some are blood, some are muscle, some are bone and so forth. But all of these cells work together for the benefit of the whole. And any change in any part of the body, all of the cells work together to compensate and adjust for that change. And when cells get to the point where they ignore that relationship and they try to grow on their own without consideration for those around them, we call that cancer. The message is clear. We are interconnected and what we do or don't do influences others and influences the whole planetary environment. Selfish existence then is no longer a sustainable value. It must be replaced by simple human 
kindness. The third thing that impresses me is the, the political strife in our country. And for me, it demonstrates that none of us have all the answers. Because unless we work together and share our understandings, we won't get anything done. I would invite you to ask yourself, what monumental legislation and significant political change to benefit the country has taken place in the last few years that we've experienced this political polarization? I'll give you a hint, there aren't very many. We don't solve problems by trying to be powerful and dominate others. We solve problems by learning how to cooperate for the common good. Some would suggest that this approach to life of creating power and then being able to dominate others goes all the way back to Darwin and his discoveries of evolution. You may remember that Darwin decided that species evolve when they respond to environmental change. And he went on to say the ones that successfully evolve are the strongest. And he called the survival of the fittest. Well, modern, modern science has confirmed evolution in general, that indeed species do evolve in response to environmental change. But it is not the strongest that successfully evolve. It is the species who are willing to learn how to cooperate with other species, to combine their strengths and put them together to solve the problems. And what's true of biological life is true also of human relationships. Said another way, we don't get it done by trying to become the biggest kid on the block. Cooperation, not competition, is the answer. Because no matter how strong we are, no matter how smart we think we are, none of us has all the answers and all the resources to sustain complex life. We literally need each other if we're going to survive. It's not an option. We must learn how to get along. Competition must be replaced by cooperation. So the lessons of the universe seem to be that there are three clear shifts of human consciousness that need to take place. To move from fear and judgment to acceptance of others who might be different from us. To move from selfish actions to simple human kindness towards others. And to move from a sense of power-hungry domination to a cooperative approach problem solving. Now I know all that sounds so ordinary and so basic, almost trite. But as you well know, these kind of virtues are often spoken, but very 
seldom practiced. Political correction is not enough. And the solutions we're looking for will not be brought about by some powerful new leader who has the approach that we need, nor will it be solved by some divine intermediary that somehow emerges and rescues humanity. The solutions we're looking for will not be a top-down approach, but a bottom-up effort. And that's why we and others like us are so important. We are the lights of the world. It is our embodiment and our demonstration that will enable the change we want to see. We're not victims of these challenging times, difficult though they may be. We are instead given the opportunity to be creators. And I'm sure you realize that any external act on our part that anybody ever takes starts with an idea and a consciousness within that's expressed externally. So we cannot expect positive change until positive values become the rule and not the exception. I can't tell you exactly what kind of external actions you will express to do your part to be the light of the world. But I can tell you that if you commit to making these three values an intentional part of your consciousness, and you bring that energy to every human encounter that you have, that you will be led to appropriate opportunities for service. You're not here by accident. Each of us is unique and has a purpose to fill. And make no mistake about it, a seemingly simple act on your part can have a major difference. Even though you may not be the one that saves the world, you might indeed trigger something in the life of another who can. As you let your light shine, you see, you call forth the light in others. I'd like to say that again because I think it's so critical. As you allow your light to shine, you call forth the light in others. So instead of suffering and waiting for the challenging times to come to an end and for us to be back to normal, this is a time for us to do our part to help create a new normal, one that's sustainable and makes sense for all of us. Acceptance of others, kindness, and cooperation, three simple tools that we must use to discover the new possibilities that our world needs at this time. 
we are the ones we've been waiting for. Not someone else. Us. We are the ones. So let's get to it. From a little hill Gonna build me a mountain least I hope I will Gonna build me a mountain Gonna build it high Don't know how I'm gonna do it I only know I'm gonna try Gonna build a daydream from a little hope Gonna push that daydream Right up the mountain slope Gonna build me a daydream Gonna see it through I'll build a mountain and a daydream I'm gonna make them both come true Gonna build me a heaven From a little Gonna build me a heaven, and I know darn well. Gonna if I build that mountain with a lot of care, and put my daydream on my mountain, then heaven will be waiting there. Build that mountain, Dave. Try. 